Swinet. It's time for a new era of communication in the swine industry. One that you can get the latest updates while commuting or driving to farms. Here you have the brightest minds of the global swine industry in your pocket. We're using smart farming and starting in the first steps. Uh, we do it because we want to improve productivity uh, throughout the application of new technologies out there that help us to better manage and monitor uh, peak production. Uh, performance of pigs, uh, the health, uh, the health the status of a farm, and labor productivity. Welcome to Swine Podcast. My name is Marcia Gonçalves, your host for today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Gestol. Celebrating its 25th anniversary, Gestol manufactures the original wireless standalone swine feeding system. Designed by pork producers, for pork producers, they are simple, reliable, and provide peace of mind 24-7, 365. Gestal is not just an equipment manufacturing company, but a family pork production business with a slat-level understanding. episode will cover the internet of pigs, how smart farms are changing conventional production practices. There's a lot happening on this area and technology is evolving so fast, it's kind of mind-blowing. 20 years ago, the internet was barely starting, it's even hard to imagine that. How about smartphones? So things are evolving so fast, so without further ado, our guest is Dr. David Rosero, one of the bright young minds of the global swine industry. David is senior nutritionist and technical leader at Hanor Company. How are you today, David? I am doing very good, Marcy. Thanks for the invitation. You bet. Thank you for your time. So, David, for those from the audience that are not familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, Marcy, as, uh, as you know, I came from South. I'm originally from Ecuador, South America. And then I, I, as I was growing up, I moved north. And so my first stop was Honduras, where I got my bachelor's degree at San Marano University. I got a, a very good interaction with animal, animal science and all the areas related to animal science. Through that, I got a, an opportunity to come and, and work in a South Farm in North Carolina. Um, this was a Smithfield system uh, and got to manage a 2700 cell farm. Um, very good two years of experience. And But my curiosity, Marcio, moved me to grad school. Uh, and I was very fortunate to be accepted at NC State and work with Derek Van Houten, obtaining, obtaining my PhD. Um, and I really enjoy it. I started working more closely to sow nutrition at the time. And we, uh, with Derek and, and Dr. Dean Boy at Hanor, we defined the minimum requirements of linoleic acid for lactating sows. And I think that was a, a very, very nice finding um, from our group. Um, through the work that we did with Dean, uh, again, I was very fortunate to be hired and start working with him and 
and Dr. Dean starting to prepare his replacement. That's how I got to Hanor. It's been uh, amazing five years uh, that I really enjoy it. I now oversee the nutrition and technical department of Hanor. It's a very unique team, uh, very, very progressive. Uh, it's a it's, it's very good group to work with. And so today we are working in different areas of nutrition. Uh, research um, has been a characteristic for Hanor. But we also have opened a, an innovation solutions team, Marcio, and, and I think that's the interest of today's talk. So we'll expand it. Yes, David. Thanks for that. So let's define smart farming. What is smart farming for pig production and what is the objective in your system, David? Yeah, well, uh, so I'm a nutritionist and I get a very high interest for statistics and data analytics, but but no uh, uh, an IT person by any means. I really enjoy it. So I'm going to do my best on defining smart farming, but... Um, the way that we're we're working through, I think smart farming is a big umbrella, uh, right? And there's different areas of work. For us, um, we're using smart farming and starting in the first steps. Uh, we do it because we want to improve productivity uh, throughout the application of new technologies out there that help us to better manage and monitor uh, peak production. Uh, performance of pigs, uh, the herd, uh, the health status of a farm, and labor productivity. I think I can, um, in the way that we can define it, we define it as a as a, a management concept that integrates all these technologies into our existing farm practices, with the objective of maximizing more performance and optimize labor required to it. That makes sense exciting future ahead of us here. Um, so in your opinion, David, what are today's needs for smart pig farming? Yeah, I think we we really need technologies and, and all, to, all coming together into the smart farming um, to, I'm gonna make three examples here. I think uh, one of the big areas is, is monitoring of animal health. And response to medical treatment and and the smart farming is is going to allow us to do at the peak level not only at the pen level but the peak level um, in there's a big movement for animal well-being during all phases of production and special care for the animals that are more the most vulnerable uh, i think that's the second uh, big step that we can take because it's going to make us to be more precise on what what we do there. Um, and then ultimately, you want to be a better monitor of the animal growth and performance uh, uh, in, in our business to optimize the revenue capture, Marcio. I think that's the biggest need. And I think we can, as we talk, we can go into specific examples, but um, yeah. Right. I remember uh, a while back, you and I were talking and you're mentioning about being able to see everything real time on our smartphones and and um, things like that. Is that something you are working on right now? Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Remember the conversation probably was uh, three years ago, Marcia, when we were dreaming. Um, and I, one of the examples I think we use is if we are today able to see 
what's going to happen with the weather tomorrow or five days or 10 days or what, what's the uh, closest or uh, the closest road to take in a Google Maps, why not to use the smartphone to predict how my ticks are going to grow in the next month and uh, what's the health status going to be and so I can act quick, right? From a smartphone, yeah, we're we're getting close. That makes sense. Um, what are the pillars of smart farming in your view, and what is, you know the next five to ten years uh, hold for us? Yeah. So here, Marcio, I think uh, I'm gonna refer to uh, excellent researchers um, Bergman, uh, Bracken, uh, Benghazi. They all have been working in, in this area specifically to uh, precise uh, pig farming. So, and I think this is one of the pillars of a smart farming, a very good one. So this one refers to, uh, in my opinion, and the way that I understand it is a set of management technologies that are, on a, that are based on the real-time information uh, to precisely apply methods to pigs, uh, production methods, right? So I mentioned a couple of examples that we were very familiar to, and it's the precision feeding, and that aims to provide the right feed to the right pig at the right time, right? Um, uh, so that as one example, you can do the same for the health status of a pig. If you can recognize a pig that's sick and is giving to the pig the right dose of the right medication at the right time, um, that's uh, that's an example of precise or precision peak farming being the most important, I guess, um, pillar of this smart farming. Another one, Marcio, that I, I want to bring to the table is the Internet of Things. So a term that I adapted to our industry and I call it uh, Internet of Peaks. That's the topic for today, right? That's right. Um, so it is, it, is, it is coming from that Internet of Things concept. And it's defined as a system that is um, a system of interrelated objects. You know, name it peaks, information devices, sensors in the barn that can capture data and transfer automatically to a network for fast processing and, and real-time user interaction. You know, I think ultimately, this Internet of Peaks has to closely monitor individual peak performance and has to recognize abnormal events. And I think lastly, um, another pillar, it has to be the autonomous and robotic labor uh, because of uh, of today's high demand for labor. I think it's not gonna get any easier in the future. I think we have to start thinking about new equipment that can make uh, that can make daily activities uh, the intensity of of daily activities less repeat repetitive uh, repeatable for people and and being used when we are having uh, a standardized task to complete. Yes, very interesting. What's that quote that says the office from the future will have only two employees, a man and a dog. The man will be there to feed the dog, and the dog will be there to keep the man from touching the equipment. Something along those lines, right? Oh, that's a good one, Marcia. <laughs> yeah. 
we, we still believe in the combination of the mind and the computer, right? I think that will be the best method to use. But uh, those labels that are very intensive and very standardized can be complemented by equipment and robotics. So think about uh, washing a barn, how repeatable that is. Uh, what in washing a barn can be taken by robots, uh, right? So I think we've done a lot uh, already, but I think there's certain steps, steps that we need, we keep need to take in the next few years. Right. Think about that um, truck, semi truck that Tesla is working on, and I think um, Walmart got a couple order uh, when they launch, and um, basically you would be trucks that go pretty double double speed, I think, on an uphill as well as uh, you know autopilot and all that kind of uh, technology should be interesting from a consistency standpoint you know true to that good deal david how is uh, smart pig farming being shaped today in large system and what is your experience so far the hanor system implementing that um, technology right right yeah, so what we've been doing in the last two years, Mars, you are in our team, we're starting to construct an innovation solutions team. So this is part of our technical department. So there's two big areas that we're working under this team, and it's, uh, uh, one is the Smart Farm Project. So a Smart Farm Project, what we're doing is uh, two things. One is testing technologies, new technologies, so we are up today, but we are also considering uh, we're also testing this uh, using a scientific method to obtain proof of reliability on the project. Uh, so we are dedicating two farms, uh, South Farm and uh, Wind to Finish Farm uh, to test these technologies. So we actually right now have two smart farms. So that's one piece of it. Uh, the next one is an internet of pigs. It's still in the smart farm, and what we have done is to implement sensors, environmental sensors, and the wind to finish farm uh, uh, animal sensors, so a camera that estimates weights of the pigs. So this Internet of Pigs project, what it's doing is integrating environmental and pig, uh, uh, pig data, that is uh, an information and is a real-time uh, access, right? Uh, the the long-term purpose with this one is to feed a lot of data to, to our system, and then starting to recognize abnormal events um, through machine learning exercises. So that makes a whole new area for us, and, and we're putting a lot of efforts here. But you know, the next piece is how do you integrate the, the data, right? You're generating so much data now, and you have still need the users in the farms input data, and users outside the farm retrieve data. So that's the next piece is information systems. We, are, we have created a, 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 an integrated system that enters data very easily, it's user-friendly. You retrieve data in dashboards in the other end. So that's the way that we're taking the first steps in Hanor, Marcio. It's not huge, but I think it's gonna take us long, so. Yes, it's amazing what you guys are doing there. Um, what do you think would be the main roadblocks? Yes, uh, that can 
that can accelerate the adoption and implementation of the smart pig farming into large commercial systems in the US. And I'm going to put five points here. Um, probably it's going to be helpful for our audience, but I think any method on pig farming has to be, uh, they have to present scientific proof of reliability. Okay. We are uh, scientists and, and, and I like to see data. Uh, if you're telling me that our, our new system is going to reduce pre-winning mortality, I want to see it in a, a true side-by-side -side comparison, right? Uh, I think another one is it has to be uh, a good financial costs and installation and use. So uh, I uh, just think about the number of sites we got in our company. In Iowa, it's, it's more than 300. So if, one, if, if I want to convert every one of my finisher sites, uh, post-winning sites into a, a smart farm, uh, the cost is going to be uh, um, something important to consider, right? Any of these systems, they have to be uh, very easy to integrate each, each, each uh, with each other, right? And with databases upwards. Uh, because they have to start talking each other, environment, big sensors, and uh, cameras. If they are noisy to integrate into one system that can send the data to a cloud easily, it might not fit into. Uh, every one of these systems have to improve human labor efficiency. I can know a person in each farm just to manage uh, the system itself, right? So it has to be autonomous, but it also has to Proof can uh, improve labor efficiency. So, and then last one, I think uh, it has all this data has to be that has to be integrated for further processing, because we're going to use this one in um, machine learning or artificial intelligence exercises, right? And uh, so they have to be able to uh, integrate it, process, and then provide it to the end users. In, in softwares that are friendly uh, for the end users and that are real-time, intuitive, and reliable. So no uh, roadblocks, but I think suggestions to what it can make it successful, Marcel. Yeah, it, it, uh, it has to be reliable. That, that makes sense. You know, one thing that comes to mind is a conversation I had with Randy Stalker where he was saying that, um, mm -hmm. you know, we need to rethink the design of our farms. One of his ideas was to redesign the firing house where the days around farrowing, you'd have a high-tech right. uh, rooms. So you'd have a couple of the farrowing rooms where you have a lot of technology, uh, robotic, power washing, and, and things like that. And then after day four, for example, we would have to move the cells again, which one more movement but in exchange of uh, higher productivity. So uh, the goal there would be to reduce perennial mortality up to day three. And then after that, you know, they go pretty much in cruise control. So what you think about that? Yeah, it can be easy in places where you are about to renovate. Just think about what you can do differently, right? Uh, when you have done it in places where we have already constructed farms, Marcio. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a number of possibilities and you have to become more innovative in what we do in our methods. 
there's huge opportunities in fire when you mentioned. So if, if you have a 12%, 12 to 15% pre-winning mortality, that's a huge opportunity if you can bring it down to an 85% mortality. So right there is 10% of peaks that you can be selling, uh, right? So yeah, yeah. Yes, that makes sense. And you mentioned, you know, I think we're pretty good about having um, incremental in innovation or incremental uh, improvement, a couple year, a couple percentage points every year. Um, uh, but I think we have, a, as an industry, we have a hard time having radical innovation. Um, we have had a few in the last couple decades, but um, I think we we should be able to have to increase that rate. Um, improve 10%, 20%, why not 100% in some, some areas? Um, and also I think sometimes our thought process is very uh, inbred. Uh, I believe a lot of times we think the same. It's something, oh, that problem, oh, that, that's been like that for a while. Well, um, and I think we need to bring some ideas from outside, from, you know, a mechanical engineer from Silicon Valley. Uh, something like that was, was another thing that um, Randy Stocker brought up in some conversations, and I completely agree with that. Yeah, we have to invite more <laughs> engineers to our farms. But uh, yeah, Marcio, I think being able to dedicate a place where we can at least test these technologies, right? And then because the way that we have been trained scientifically proved that these, these work in a commercial facility, that would be the best way then to expand to a whole system. Uh, if you have that proof and it can be financially achievable, then there you go. Makes sense to have a pilot farm and evaluate the, the technologies. Any departing thoughts regarding smart farming you want to leave to our audience today, David? Uh, yeah, I think I have a, um, a final thought here. And just think about, Marcio, all these uh, big, impact change, uh, the big impact changes that have occurred in the last few years. Uh, they haven't come from one company. They have come, or one person. They have come from the collaboration of multiple entities. So that's my final thought. I think we need to be more... Uh, collaborative between uh, the different entities and, and so the industry are you know the producers uh, companies that work with information companies that work with technology and electronics I think there has to be a team of these people that can come understand our problems uh, and be willing to be flexible and adapt their technologies to what we need right Otherwise, uh, if we are only going to be used as a test uh, farm, it might not work for the long run. So, collaboration. That is a good way to finish it, David. Um, now we get into the famous three. These are the same three questions we ask every guest, every episode. So, what is your favorite swine-related book? Uh, there's We have a good good set of books, Marcio, but uh, you asked for one, so... Mine is The Swine Nutrition uh, by Austin Lewis and Lee Slaughter. Uh, it's a very good and complete book, in my opinion. 
the famous blue book, right? Yeah, the blue book. Very nice. Well, so what is your favorite book unrelated to swine? Yeah, it was an even harder question here, but um, one that I have read no once but multiple times is Hundred uh, Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, uh, Colombian, uh, Nobel Prize. Uh, very, very good book. And it, it goes into the imagination of Gabriel, and you can sort of understand his, um, you know, his, his, his life in essence. Uh, so it was a, a very, it is a very good book. Hmm. I have to add that one to my list. <laughs> well, what do you think sets apart successful swine professionals? So I think um, not only swine professionals, but anyone, uh, when you have passion for what you do, you know, you're not working, you're enjoying what you do at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you got to go to your place of work and really want to be there and really want to stay there or doing what you do for a long time, right? Um, so I have watched multiple people, uh, you know, including the people that have been around me. Uh, so my mentors, my professors, what I always admire is the passion they put onto uh, spine nutrition per se or any other area analytics. Uh, that makes a, a professional apart. But I'm going to take uh, here to uh, another set of books that I have been enjoying lately. And it's uh, Malcolm Gladwell. He talks a lot about data analytics and he puts in a very nice writing uh, together with stories. Uh, my favorite one is Outliers. And it talks about people that are successful. And he, he talks at least about three things that has to occur for a successful person. And one is uh, it has to be smart enough, all right? Um, a second thing, it has to have the 10,000 hours of practice. And the third one, um, he talks about being in the right place or in the right time, right? So these three, these three things have to occur for a person to become successful and gives examples on, um, you know, people in technology. So um, Steve Jobs, for instance, or uh, other people in that area. but. For us, in relating to swine nutrition, I think we all are uh, smart enough. We all have the experience or are building the experience. And I think this is our time. So I think we have the components to be successful people. That is a great book. And uh, what you said made me think of um, the statistics where 80% of the people are not happy with their jobs. Pretty uh, worrisome. So it'd be interesting to see how all that's going to evolve here in the mid to long term. Right, right. But passion is key. So, so with that, David, uh, really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for participating here today. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Thanks to you, Marcio. Uh, honored by the invitation. And I hope uh, this can be a help for the people hearing. I'm sure it will. We'll talk soon. Thank you.